This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. It's Mahomes, it's Allen. It is yet another face-off, but this one is in Buffalo in the postseason. The champs are here. It's Carlin <laughs> versus Joe on ESPN Radio on Sirius XM Channel 80. We have positioned our championship trophy for the ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge in a specific spot on this set so you cannot see the show on the ESPN app without at least catching a glimpse of it. Do we treat it like the Stanley Cup? Do we drink a beer out of it? Do we bathe the child in it? Have we underperformed our responsibilities of as custodians of such a remarkable piece of hardware? I think that's an excellent point. I hadn't even thought of it. We need to start doing everyday activities with that and take it home and uh, just spend entirely too much time with it. You do what you have to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's the thing. You get your one day with the cup. Yes. Since there's only two of us, actually the two in the back, you guys count as well. You went 3-0 and in the final week. We'll all get a month with it. Everyone gets one month with it. <laughs> I'm, I'm going beforehand, man. Yeah, good point. Good call. Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm a little cranky today uh, because I'm having a bit of a sugar crash after having one of Christine Lisi's homemade hostess cupcakes that has to have at least... At least a pound of sugar in each one. No joke. I am on a second coffee today because I am sugar crashing from it, thus wearing my cranky pants. That sounds like a lie because you said you had only one. I had only one. And, and what I about had the cookies a, next to it? I had a cookie as well. And you also had a cookie. Yes, I did. I had so one the of giant, each. What's, what's the giant thing called? I don't want to, I want to do it It justice. is a hostess cupcake that is homemade. Like homemade if you see hostess the, cupcake. If you see the chocolate hostess cupcakes with the little squiggle on the top, and then the cream filling in the middle, imagine a homemade one about twice the size of a regular one. They are the size of Tyson Fury's fists. They are <laughs> monstrous. I saw everyone who has seen it has thought, I'm not going to eat a full one of these. I'm going to I'm gonna break a piece off. The big man says no to that. He's no. going all the way in. And frankly, the big man looks down upon people who would just break a piece off. How about we just get after it and do the right thing? Yeah. That's all. All gas, no breaks on this show. So let's go. We have got the Chiefs and we have got the Bills in the final game of this uh, divisional weekend. It is always, to me, the best sports weekend of the year because we have cleared out the riffraff and now we have the eight best teams in football. And we will start with what most believe will be the best game of the entire weekend with Kansas City visiting Buffalo. And we just have to start with the absurdity of Mike Greenberg. He's got to beat him. He's 0-2 against Mahomes in the playoffs. He's finally got him in his own building this weekend. He's got him at a time where his team is hot and the Chiefs look more vulnerable than they have at probably any point since their run began. This is it for Josh Allen, Hembo. So that's why when I say he has more at stake than anybody else, what I mean is he vaults himself into the immortal discussion if he wins this week. That is a word that I don't believe Greeny understands the meaning of which immortal because Josh Allen does not become immortal by winning the game this weekend. He simply becomes a great quarterback in the league because what he needs to fear more, Joe, is the discussion about his shortcomings and not the greatness that he will have after winning this game this weekend if he does. And how does it work this weekend if he plays huge and they lose the game? Does he take the blame again like he did a couple years ago in the divisional round? Because he's he didn't really huge. take the blame there. I don't like, blame him for that game. But but we we blame him now. We blame yeah. him now. We say things like he can't get past Mahomes. He did everything required to get past Mahomes. His coaching, his defense, and his special teams did nothing. Mm-hmm. They did nothing. But that falls on him. 
No one's talking about how big it is for the defense this weekend. The defense should play huge. This is as vulnerable as Patrick Mahomes has been on offense since we've known him. This is a big game for the defense. This is a big game for everyone else on that team who was not able to deliver against the Bills two years ago. I hate the fact that Allen always gets blamed for that, but we're very quick to say, well, with Lamar Jackson... Eh, you know, he was younger and those losses aren't necessarily on him, despite the fact that he turns it over like crazy. But Allen, of course, gets the heat for the loss in that game. Immortal, no, I agree with your point. Immortal is like, wait, to win a divisional round game? I don't care if it's Brady or Montana on the other side. It's not, you're not immortal for winning a divisional round game, but I get Greeny's point. He needs this for the next step in his evolution because we're quick to put him up and you're quick to point this out. Mm -hmm. A lot of people put him up there in that top tier, right up there, but he doesn't have the big postseason success to back it up. You got to beat one of the big dogs in the postseason. Put that notch on the belt. Well, listen, that's all true. And we forget about the particulars of that game a few years ago when they did lose to the Chiefs because of what happened in the final 13 seconds. And that should not be on Josh Allen, but it gets put into it because in the big picture, he hasn't beaten them. He hasn't gotten to the next level. He has not gotten to the Super Bowl. And that's what we expect of our great quarterbacks. Is it not? Of course it is. So when I hear people continue to espouse him on this next level and ignore what the shortcomings are of this particular quarterback, when those shortcomings are so large, they are so consequential in turning the football over, it's going to bother me. Now, when we look at what happened with Lamar, yes, it's about that, too, in the postseason. He has turned it over entirely too much, and there's no doubt there's pressure on him. We've had that discussion all week long. What does become interesting is what is the larger picture here for Allen beyond this? Because Immortal's out the out of the window. You beat Mahomes, it's a great step, and i got to tell you, I'll sit here on Monday, and I will give Josh Allen a lot of credit because if they win the game this weekend, it's going to be because Josh Allen played well. Because the Chiefs, if we're being truthful, they need help in this game because they are not the same team that they have always been over the last few years. They're going to need Allen to give it to them a couple of times. I don't know. The if Bills, they're going to win that the game. The Bills just won in Arrowhead a few weeks ago. Allen didn't play huge in that game, did he? That was a, what, a 2017 final? Mm-hmm. That was a defensive game. Mm-hmm. Allen doesn't need the game of his life to get past the Chiefs. Mahomes doesn't need the game no, of his life to get past the Bills. We This mindset that we have of these two getting involved in a shootout, I don't think that's the no, game we're in No, it's not for. that. It's that Allen... If the if the Bills lose at home, it will be because Allen turned it over a couple of times. That, to me, yeah. is where the Chiefs need the help yeah. because they are not a good enough team this year. Even though they're better defensively, they need a turnover or two in that game. He needs the win because Burrow has that win. Burrow's gotten by Mahomes, and that's important when we talk about this AFC hierarchy as we're slowly but surely moving into an era where in the post Brady Manning rivalry era, we're kind of developing these new rivalries. And we've spent a week hyping up Mahomes and Allen because that's the game on deck. Burrow's injured. 
I got to get ready to settle up on that MVP bet, by the way. That's mm. that's coming due here in the next few weeks. I've been well, looking at that I, I mean, the old I, account. I've been staring at that ESPN <laughs> bet account like, for quite some time, just gonna, waiting for them to officially make it that he's not winning the MVP. That's going to be one of those weeks where I got to get ahead with some hockey or some basketball early in the week <laughs> to offset that one when it comes due at the end of the week. But he needs to get into that conversation because Burrow's done it. Burrow hasn't won the Super Bowl, but he's beaten Mahomes in the playoffs. He's gotten to the Super Bowl. We got a situation developing where Lamar Jackson – very much could be winning this week, winning next week, and putting his hat in the ring, and Mahomes is already there. The quarterback play in the AFC, absolutely remarkable. Allen, regular season-wise, fantastic, but Mm. he's on the verge of becoming Phillip Rivers. He's going to be the guy with the big numbers who's left behind in the conversation because Manning and, and Brady and... Roethlisberger all out there winning games and championships and delivering the postseason, and he's just not getting it done there. I mean, I hate to say this about Phillip Rivers, but that is an insult to Josh Allen if he's going to end up in that discussion. And How? An insult to be on the same level as Phillip Rivers? Rivers is the borderline Hall of Famer. Borderline. Josh Allen, by winning a Super Bowl— Becomes a Hall of Famer. Well, yeah, at that point, and Philip Rivers winning a Super Bowl gets him in the Hall of Fame. But if Allen can't get past Mahomes, if he continues to lose these big postseason games and not make a deep run, he becomes Philip Rivers. Huge stats in the conversation as one of the fantastic quarterbacks in the NFL, but just in the postseason, we never really see or hear from him, and not always because it's his fault. I never thought of Philip Rivers as fantastic. I thought of him as pretty good. But having said that. When you look at the quarterbacks this weekend, now we got a whole new conversation. Yeah, about well, I, we got, reschedule everything throughout the rundown. <laughs> Philip Rivers is coming up. Big Philip Rivers conversation. America can't get enough. <laughs> uh, it's timely, is what it is. <laughs> if that's the case, do you agree that Allen becomes a Hall of Famer if they win a Super Bowl this year? Or is he he's, already he's on, a Hall of, Hall he's of on, Famer? He's on the path. Like with these things, you need you need the accumulation of stats. He's if he gets a Super Bowl this year. He's on the path. Does he, anybody else become one if they win a Super Bowl? Lamar, for sure. Yeah. Lamar, with two MVPs and a Super Bowl, Lamar's in. Yes. Lamar's, the perception of Lamar Jackson is going to change dramatically if he wins a Super Bowl this year. Dramatically. We're going to be talking about how he's changed the game, how he's changed the position. We've tried to have these conversations before, but between the injuries and not delivering in the postseason, it falls on deaf ears for the most part. The consensus is going to come around on Lamar Jackson if he wins the Super Bowl this year. I think if Lamar Jackson wins the Super Bowl this year, he's absolutely in. I think you can make the argument that he's very close already with the two MVPs. So with all of that being the case... I I think we really need to look at Allen and where he's going to be because it's not just having the most to gain. I don't think it's even about that. To go back to where we started with this, it's about potentially having – an awful lot to lose. Yeah, that's very well said. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Series 6M, Channel 80. What else is at stake for Lamar Jackson? We get into it all in moments. We are just getting the ball rolling today ahead of Divisional Football Weekend. It is Carlin versus Joe, presented by Progressive Insurance. Bundle home and auto and save. Visit Progressive.com. Can this be different? for Lamar this year? And if so, how? That's next on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Hi. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. In the AFC, the top seed, the Ravens hosting the Texans. There's no one with more pressure than Lamar Jackson. It's not even close. Jackson pumps, throws back in, so grab, caught, touchdown. You can throw as many things at Lamar as you want to, but he finds a way to make plays. Lamar Jackson, he's about to be a two-time MVP. This is the best team he's had. With that kind of pressure, people are now waiting. Lamar's got to get to the AFC Championship. He's a nine-and-a-half point favorite over Houston. Very confident. Very, very confident. Extremely confident. He should be. It's a great opportunity for Lamar Jackson to get over the top and, you know, just get after it and and let everybody know what he's about as a two-time MVP. Yeah, he's got to play better this week. There's no getting around that. But I absolutely believe he will. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Would that be to you the most shocking um, outcome of the weekend if Lamar Jackson played poorly? Play poorly and they lose? Yeah. Because if he plays poorly and they win, it wouldn't be that shocking because they have a very good defense. All right, that's fair. So, like usual, I'm going to get right in the weeds. I'm going to make it very complicated. I got it. Um, It would be shocking because the the deck is set very well here for him. Like, look at the spread, nine and a half point favorite. But more importantly, look at Houston. They've looked very impressive the last two weeks to the point where people, I think, are overvaluing them. We've watched them in two standalone games and we've been thoroughly impressed. Well, those were both indoor games. The Colt game was indoors. Last week against the Browns was indoors. Uh, average defenses. Colts are average. Browns on the road gave up 30 points per game this season, and they were very banged up. Not to take away from the performances, but we need to put it in comparison to what he's going to face this weekend, C.J. Stroud. On the road, rested Baltimore team. One of, if not the best defenses in the NFL. In addition to that, Noah Brown, Tank Dell, two of his top weapons for C.J. Stroud, they're out. They don't run the ball well to begin with. So ultimately, the deck is set for Lamar to go in there, not have to play the game of his life to win, and find himself hosting the AFC Championship game next week. So it would be surprising to me to see him play poorly and for the Ravens to struggle. The Ravens should be the team that takes care of business the easiest this weekend. That's a fair point, and and totally, totally to be expected. Chris Berman sat down with Lamar uh, for tomorrow's pregame uh, leading up to it. Of course, it's playoff NFL countdown, divisional weekend. Boom. Uh, that is on ESPN leading up to the Ravens and Texans on ESPN at 4.30 p.m. Eastern time on ABC as well. Uh, all of that 
in that plug to get to this. Here is Lamar on how to make this playoff run a different one for himself. I'm just taking up um, two notches from uh, the end of regular season. Just stay locked in on what's in front of us. Stuff like that. Just don't get complacent. You know, um, don't think too much of the outside noise. Don't think too much of anything. Just keep focusing on what we need to focus on to get to our destination. He used the words outside noise in there. I don't understand why there is outside noise anymore. I get it about the postseason stuff. So let's go back a little bit about seven, eight, nine months to when the Ravens did not want to give him the fully guaranteed contract or whatever he was looking for. And teams like the Atlanta Falcons just absolutely refused to even engage on the possibility of trading for Lamar Jackson when he wanted his way out. How do you feel now? (laughs) The dude signed the contract and then had an MVP season. And now he's in the playoffs again. And look, we will all be all over him on Monday if this goes poorly. Why would I think in this instance it's going to go poorly for him? I don't think after four playoff games that it's fair to make that assumption when they did win one of them on the road, although he was not very good in it. I think we're at a point where you got to get five, six, seven, where it's really the narrative. And and if they even, you know, if they lose this week, he's going to catch a lot of the heat, and he should. But I just don't understand this young in his career with fewer playoff games by five than Josh Allen why he catches as much heat as he does. Because he's put up such ridiculous numbers and people do make the case for his greatness. If he was an average quarterback like Baker Mayfield, all right, we don't need to give Mayfield a whole lot of heat. Eh, We don't put him in the same rarefied air as the great quarterback. So when he screws up, it's like, all right, it's Baker Mayfield. We understand. Lamar Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen, they came into the league at the same time. If you're not making the playoffs, that's on you. Like, you have fewer playoff appearances than Josh Allen because of you. You got hurt the last two years. You you weren't did you sat out the Cincinnati game. Like there's a lot of reasons. There are several reasons why this hasn't worked out. And the heat is justified because he's got an MVP and he's got the big time contract. Like if we're gonna criticize Allen, we gotta criticize Jackson. The good news for Jackson is that it's Super Bowl appearance or bust. And that looks like a fairly easy path. I shouldn't say easy, but in terms of what he's dealt with in the postseason before. You are a nine-and-a-half-point favorite over Houston. You win that game. You're hosting the AFC Championship next week against two teams that have not had a bye. You should be healthy. You should be rested. You should have a hostile crowd. You should be in great shape to get to the Super Bowl. If he gets there and loses to the Niners, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it helps the legacy. But you got to get there. You're minted. When he was on the rookie deal and getting franchise tag, it was one thing. There's no more of that. There's no more excuses. You're the high-priced guy. You're the face of the franchise. They stepped up and paid you. They got you a new offensive coordinator. They put the weapons around you. There are no more excuses. And that's good news because you know what? He's going to answer all those questions. I firmly see them in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Here's Lamar a little bit more from that sit-down with Boomer uh, on managing the higher expectations. I wouldn't say the noise is different. You know, it's just it's just to blind you. How I see it. Four weeks ago, this Raven team was, you know, iffy. But now since we, we beat great teams, now it's like, yeah, they're the front runners, this and that. You know, so it's, we got to stay in our shell and just keep our eyes on the prize. Can't let none of the noise bother us. You know, I, I'm so amazed by him watching him every week as a player. 
And last year, Canty and I did one of his games up in New England. And it was better in person. It was better to watch in person. When you have the ability to see the entire field and then you notice as he's rolling out, there's a big chunk of space and he goes for it and you see how much of that space he's able to take advantage of before someone gets to him. That's the thing. Fascinating to watch. That's the thing. I'm glad you brought it up because the speed factor is amazing. The NFL is all about speed and those chunks of uh, ground close up so quickly because of the speed of defensive yeah. guys. That's where the speed of Lamar Jackson uh, really makes all the difference in the world. Josh Allen has great speed, but he also is a an incredibly tough runner who will take some hits that he shouldn't. It's the same same kind of thing. I don't look at this as far as the rest of that team and think that that's going to lose the game for them. Like, again, as I said about the Chiefs, I will absolutely say this about the Texans, despite how well um, C.J. Stroud is playing. If they win this game this weekend, there were mistakes were made. Mistakes were made, and more, most likely they will happen for the quarterback. It, it is eerily similar to what goes on there, and that's why we, we have had this large discussion all week about the pressure and who's got more of it? For me, Allen, at the, it, it, it's more likely to me that not only did he draw a, an easier assignment with Houston, but I just think it's a better matchup all the way around. Like, the fact that the Chiefs defense got better, boy, like there's, it makes it even a little bit more difficult for him at this point. That's why you can't screw around during the season. That one seed is everything. Both one seeds went to the Super Bowl last year. It's not going to happen every year, but it's the rest. It's the time to get healthy. It's the path. The Eagles last year had a week off and then got the Giants. The Giants. That's all you needed to get to the final four. The Giants. For the Ravens this year, you got to get past the Texans and you're in the final four. It is such a beautiful path to go chase a championship. You're not going the wild card route. You don't have to play four games on the road or anything like that. You are set up for success. You just got to go out and take it. There's There should be no chance Houston goes in there and wins this game this weekend. There should be none. It would have to be a historically bad performance on behalf of John Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson to lose this game. Again, two of the top weapons for C.J. Stroud, Tank Dell and Noah Brown, out for this game. The running game has never been good to begin with. The defense is not that great. Baltimore is an elite defense, rested at home with an offense that's been better than we've seen at any time with Lamar Jackson running it, thanks to the switch at offensive coordinator. I, there's there's nothing. The If we're even considering the fact that this game was too close on Monday, I'm going to be blown away. I only see it being competitive if the Texans score some late TDs to take a big margin and make it look good. Some glamour garbage touchdowns late in the game. Not often that you get a chance to play or rather talk to one of the greatest players in the history of the game, let alone one of the greatest players in the history of a franchise. We will do that next. It has been an absolute party in Detroit for the Lions. One of the greatest Lions ever. Calvin Johnson with us in moments. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.
two former number one picks will face off as the Bucks head to Motown. The first pick in the 2016 NFL Draft, Jared Goff. Goff empties a backfield, has time, throws back to the end zone, touchdown! He's not even in the discussion when we talk about the top ten in the league. Jared Goff absolutely has the most to gain with a win this week. The games go on, the importance of them, the magnitude of them keeps on going up, and this one's no different. They keep on getting more and more at stake, and me, handle them just like all the other ones. It was an awesome atmosphere in Detroit last week, and you know it's going to be this week, too. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Series 6M, Channel 80, the Hall of Famer, Calvin Johnson, if not the greatest receiver of all time, right there in that discussion. He joins us right now, the former Lion. And Calvin, first of all, that had to be absolutely awesome as somebody that means so much to that franchise to see uh, in that city last week that kind of atmosphere at Ford Field. Man, you know, during my time playing there, well, first of all, uh, Happy New Year, and I hope all y'all are doing well, but uh, in all my time playing, man, I thought Detroit had to be one of the loudest stadiums I played in. I feel like last week proved it. That thing was it was rocking in there, man. It was amazing. Obviously, the atmosphere of Matthew coming back in town, you know, that had people hyped. You know, I was there probably on the sideline over an hour before the game, and it, at least half the half the half the stadium was full, but everybody was on their feet. You know, it just, you just feel the anticipation. We might as well ask you this question because this was kind of a sports radio topic for us last week. If you're a Lions fan going to that game and Stafford is coming back with the Rams, is it okay as a Lions fan to wear a Lions Stafford jersey to that game? <laughs> you know what? For me, you know, I, I, I'll put a lot of I'll like I'll tell you why I think it's okay. You know, because because he threw you know, during, the ball. Our, our, <laughs> <laughs> but even more than that, you know, it, it goes beyond that with the fact that you know we knew that we had a championship team here, or at least a champion, the, the quarterback to take us there. You know, and you know what he did? He went and proved it his first year once he got out of Detroit. So, I mean, I think it's okay. The guy, the, the guys, legit, good dude. That's a good point. Calvin Johnson with us, the Hall of Famer. Uh, Calvin, what was the conversation like around the former Lions that were there last week, the guys like Barry Sanders who were taking that all in? Man, everybody just kept on bringing up the number 30. You know, it's been so long, you know, and that's probably – I mean, that's the reason why the the, the, the demand and the dang ticket prices are so high. All my guys hit me up for tickets. I'm like, hey, man, (laughs) (laughs) this is like thousands of dollars. Like, what you want me to do? (laughs) But – um. No, I mean, I think with all the teammates being there, you know, everybody was just there, like from Barry to the guys that I played with, you know, everybody was just all in support, you know, just wanting to just, you know, do whatever we can from the stands, you know, to push them across the finish line. All right, so I got to ask you about this because people thought this was fantastic when they saw it. Go back a month ago. You're responding to a tweet the Lions sent out saying, much appreciated, thanks for the continuous support, love my city. It's a great tweet. The thing is, it's in response to a Lions tweet from three years ago where they're congratulating you on the Hall of Fame and everyone was wondering why the three-year gap in there. Can you take us through that? Yeah, man. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not real savvy on social media and I have recently parted ways uh, with my with one. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the transition period, put it like that. And, and getting a new team on that side. So that was just a gap as far as... Uh, 
my point of post. I'm not petty. That was just, that was just oh, that's fantastic. That's such an obvious explanation, <laughs> but yet uh, us in Sports Talk Radio were happy to go down the rabbit hole as to all the conspiracy theories as to why it could have happened. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah, I know it. I know it. When I saw it, I, when, I, when I saw it, I was like, wow. I was like, oh, that's just going to create a whole mess. <laughs> I'm going to be hearing about this. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Calvin Johnson, the Pro Football Hall of Famer, is with us. The greatest receiver, certainly, in the history of the Detroit Lions. One of the top ones in the history of the game. Tell me about what you've seen from the effect that Dan Campbell has had on these Lions. Man, I think with any organization, I think when you start from a certain level of authenticity, you know, it's going to carry you a long way. And I feel like Dan has been his authentic self. You know, you add Brad Holmes into the mix you know, and the people that they're, they're surrounding themselves with. And then you build a team out, um, you know, with values, you know, you know, with a mission. And I think, you know, seeing that in action over the last couple of years, you know, and just seeing the building blocks, you know, you saw it quick. I think what was the last season halfway through when they just, you know, went on a run. Yep. You know, and I, my thing was like they got half of their coaching staff and not more are our former coaches. You know, I, I was fortunate enough to have a former coach um, and Sean Jefferson as my receiver coach. And when you have somebody like that that's been there, done that, you know, and and, and, and doing done what you want to do, you know, you're going to be all in. You know, so I figured it's just a matter of time before they, it just clicked for that team and it clicked then. And from since, for, since that point, you know, it's been just been a steady upward transition for those guys. So I just think it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just huge what Dan has brought in there with the culture, being a former player himself, and surrounding himself with, with former players. Hall of Famer Calvin Johnson joining us here, Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. When we talk about the Matthew Stafford trade, we talk about Matthew Stafford. We very rarely mention that the other half of that equation involved Jared Goff coming from the Rams to the Lions. People thought that was part of a throwaway, and instead, Goff has really revived his career in Detroit. As a wide receiver who played at the highest level, what do you see out of Jared Goff? Man, I mean, shoot, I, I saw when Matthew went to when Matthew got out of here, and the trade obviously happened. I didn't, I mean, I didn't think it would be, you know, too much of a, a drop off coming um, as far as just your your, your play call, your decision making out decision maker out there uh, with golf. I mean, the, the guy took the team to a to a Super Bowl. I mean, there's got to be something in that, you know. So I'm just like, okay, you know, we can get some of that, you know, get get some of that out of him here. You know, and continue to build, which which they clearly uh, have done. You know, Brad and 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 the organization. Um, you know, we're he's, you're starting to see the fruits of the of, of of the labor now. You know, so I, I love golf. I love his demeanor. You know, I, I love how he just he, he just wants to go. He just wants to get better uh, continuously every week. You know, and he just you know you see he doesn't feel the pressure, and I, a lot of that comes with the preparation that goes into it. Amon Ross St. Brown, what has made him such a good receiver in such a short time with what he's accomplished here the last couple of years? Man, from the outside looking in, you know, I've only been around a little bit over the last year, um, but I, and I've seen a little bit from the from the, um, the hard knocks, and I've seen him just a little bit. But from what I've gathered, man, the guy likes to work. Mm. The guy wants to work. You know, he's not a big talker. You know, he just wants to he wants to show – you know, what he could do through his uh, efforts. Uh, obviously, it, he, we see it on Sunday, but he puts it in during the week. You know, he, he hardens his body so he can be available. You know, and that's, that's a key piece of it. You know, he's available. He can play multiple positions. He kills on the inside. He's strong. You know, and so, I mean, great, great player. I don't know. I feel, I feel He got snubbed this year, I feel like, on the, on the Pro Bowl, too, I think. 
Well, yeah, agreed. Agreed too. I mean, he puts up tremendous numbers. All right, what do you got going on here, Calvin, uh, with primitive performance uh, with your ex-teammate? Man, yeah, yeah. Rob Sims and I, you know, we, we started primitive performance. It's our signature, you know, CBD line of products. You know, it helps with body, uh, total body rehydration and anti-inflammation uh, and chronic pain relief. You know, we have a great uh, topical um, that, that we have great reviews on that we're currently uh, going through the process. It's called NSF for sport certification. So that basically gives us the top seal of approval, of approval uh, within the athletic community. So that's a huge next step for our, our company's goals and our product development, being able, being able to be available uh, for, for professional and collegiate athletes. Um, so that, that that's huge for us, man. Uh, we're excited to be able to bring these uh, these products to uh, world-class athletes. You know, that's what it's all about. We did it. We're in, like, like I spoke to earlier, when you when you have an organization, if you start from an authentic place, and this is um, when I say that, you know, the products that we're starting with, you know, these are their products that we use when we were professional athletes, but now we're able to add the uh, anti-inflammatory component to these products, which the ones that we currently have don't have. You know, that's a huge thing, and it's a natural, it's a, it's a natural alternative. So, you know, that's what's exciting to me, just bringing uh, natural alternatives to people that, um, that weren't there before. Appreciate it, Calvin. Uh, enjoy it tomorrow night. You're going to be back there. You're going to be at the game. What are you going to be doing? I would definitely be there. Yeah, go, go down there. Uh, you know, go down there on the sideline and try to juke the guys up. And, uh, man, just, shoot, just try to inspire where I can. And hopefully we get a dub. Make sure you take care of all those ticket requests. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ticketmaster.com. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Calvin, too. I'm going to plug that too. Sorry. Calvin, <laughs> did you ever get anybody to ask you when you get them tickets? Like, yeah, that, that's awesome. Thanks for the free tickets. Where are the seats? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, they're going to be um, usually uh, when I get them there in the, they're in the lower bowl. If yeah. I, if I, um, but I get annoyed uh, I when, not, whenever I, somebody has asked me for tickets ticket for some. Or somebody, I wouldn't put them in the top. I, I got to let them enjoy the experience. You know, it's a heck of an experience for a field. See, but here's Very the thing. Classy. If I get you free tickets and you ask me where they are, I'm now putting you in the top if I can. <laughs> 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 Calvin, awesome, man. Listen, enjoy it there. That's going to be a tremendous atmosphere again. You're one of the all-time greats. Thanks again. Thank you, Calvin. Thanks, guys. God, yeah. real. That is Calvin Johnson, the Hall of Fame wide receiver. I, I, I didn't even want to bring this up because, like, every typical sports radio host would bring this up. Yeah, how many championships that guy won me in fantasy football? Yeah, I don't even want to hear Nobody about cares. that. Nobody cares. I couldn't care Nobody less. cares left about your fantasy football team. Nobody. But I haven't won since he left. Carlin he, they used to, Stafford used to throw it up to him. I, I've, I remember plays where triple coverage, guys would converge. He'd outjump them all, make the play, shake them off, get another six yards. Amazing, Amazing watching him play. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Eight teams left. We got rid of the riffraff. The road to next year's Super Bowl starts right now for another. I don't even know what I'm talking about. And it's next on yeah. ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Carlin versus Joe. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. Well, that was fast. 
Two seconds after I stood on the table beating my chest over how hot we were, we immediately went ice cold, having lost four in a row. The latest was last night. 0-2 on the Emmanuel quickly assist props. So down 2.1 units, 128, 139, and 2 overall, down 21 units. Big card for this weekend. Stay tuned throughout the course of the show. We're going to give you one now, but we've got a minimum of seven coming your way. Niners, Packers, over 50 and a half total points in this one. All right, Green Bay's offense, first nine weeks of the season, 19 points per game. Second nine games of the season, 28 points per game. The offense has found another gear, courtesy of Matt LaFleur, the head coach, trusting quarterback Jordan Love. Unfortunately, on the other side of the equation, Green Bay defense, a little suspect, 23rd in efficiency. Here comes the Niner offense, rested. All the key guys have had about three weeks. I think we're looking at a shootout in Santa Clara, so we're going to go over 50.5 points. Niners-Packers in the divisional round. Hey, from Superchargers, exhaust kits and more. eBay Motors has over 122 million parts to keep your ride or die alive. With all the parts you need at prices you want, it's easy to bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive. eBayMotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Breaking news. Mike McCarthy remaining in Dallas. I think they viewed it as him winning 12 games in three straight seasons. And even though there's only one playoff win to show for it, they thought, you know what? We're going to run it back. See if we can make it work. Yeah. Good luck with that. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, (laughs) Sirius XM Channel 80. You know what? We just lost in horribly devastating fashion. For the third consecutive year, we come up short in the postseason after we have a monster season. Let's take another crack at it. Dear God, what are you doing? Well, it's the way we look at it. I think we sit here and we, on the outside, assess the Cowboys as as the following. You're a good team. But you're not going to win a Super Bowl with McCarthy because McCarthy can't win in the playoffs. And then we watch them flame out and we say to ourselves, see, you need a guy who can win there. I don't think that's how the Cowboys look at it. I think Jerry Jones sits there and says, look, we're not Carolina. We're not Chicago. We're not the Giants. We're not a laughingstock. This is a proud organization. 12 straight wins, three straight years. We just won a divisional title. We're pretty good. Because I think he knows what it's like to be at the bottom of the barrel. So I think we have two very different ways of defining success for that organization. We, the media and the outside people, we take a look at them and we hold them to a much higher standard. Within their friendly confines, they think to themselves, we're not an embarrassment. We're doing just fine. We just need to get over the hump. We think Mike can do it. And that's why they're, you know, losing. Right. Exactly. Dan Orlovsky yesterday made an excellent point. And one that I think is spot on when it comes to the Cowboys offseason plans. All right. It's coming up here. I think it's the wrong choice. We'll find out next January. Jerry Jones, please stop talking about Super Bowls. You really aren't chasing Super Bowls. You're chasing comfort. That's why you kept this decision. And the third thing is this. With that decision, this better be the most aggressive offseason in the history of the Dallas Cowboys if you actually want to change the narrative around you. It is really the same as what we saw from the Rams a few years ago. It almost for Jerry has to become blank them picks because in a couple of years, this is going to be a disaster anyway, if this is where you're headed and this is your philosophy. If we're going to run it back, let's try to run it back and get better. This is a dicey proposition that I'm going to throw out there. Because I, I just saw... Big pregnant pause there. Yeah. Big pregnant pause. Because it makes I, me feel something something magnanimous is coming. Well, I don't I don't know about that. And the reason I, I have that pregnant pause is because 
I just saw this happen with another really good running back in the league, and it is rolling the dice in a big way. Derrick Henry might be able to fix this. Derrick Henry, if you bring him in, is still performing at a high level right now, and he is, you know, put together what seven years that have been excellent. If you add him to the Cowboys, it changes the dynamic of the running game altogether. What do we talk about with Dallas right now? They cannot run the football. They cannot stop the run. Now, when I say that it gives me some pause, the reason that it gives me pause is Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook, if you go back and look at the numbers, was a 1,000-yard back last season uh, in 2023, uh, 2022, excuse me, uh, averaged, what, 4.4 a carry last year, was still exceptionally productive with the Minnesota Vikings, and they got out from under it. And what happened with Dalvin Cook? He fell off a cliff. This past year, he did absolutely nothing with the New York Jets, and it was a killer. Uh, They had so many problems go wrong, but if you're going to tell me that the Jets wouldn't have been helped by having a much more productive Dalvin Cook, in addition to Brees Hall, to me, they absolutely might have won a couple of more games if they were able to do that. So that's what scares me about the prospect of Derrick Henry, because Henry's, you know, I believe he's a year older at this point. Or he's at least 30 he's, right now. Yeah, has been in the year. Just league, turned 30 beginning of the month. Has been in the year uh, league a year longer than Dalvin Cook. He's got 2,000 attempts on his legs. Yeah, this is my point. And the yards per attempt average has but, been plummeting. Plummeting. Plummeting? He was at 4.2 this year, I believe. Well below league average. Like, when he was at his best, 4.9, 5.1, 5.4. Yeah. Cowboys aren't asking for 5.4. That was the year he ran for 2,000 yards and 17 touchdowns. That guy's not in existence anymore, and quite frankly, there's no shame in that because that is a very rare, very rare performance. But now we're at 30 years old, and we've seen him go from 5.4 yards per attempt to 4.3 to 4.4, to 4.2. And I don't know if that's getting any better. If you want to upgrade the running back position, why not Saquon Barkley? Too expensive? I think too expensive. I think too expensive. Well, I if think, we're talking about Orlovsky well, shoving those chips in rather than but, a broken down running back who, I mean, and you bring him in, how much are you asking him to do? What is the Derrick Henry role? Is it 250 carries? Is it 175? When you bring him in, what is his role in Dallas? Because if you're looking at 280 carries... It's not going to change a whole yeah. lot for you, I don't think. No, I, I think I'm looking at about 200. Okay. I'm looking at about 200. But the reason I would say him over Saquon Barkley is because of what he said he's looking for on the Bussin' with the Boys podcast. So, yeah, I mean, I want to be somewhere that, I mean, whatever happens, that gives me the best shot of winning the Super Bowl. The, the business side is a business side. Um, at the end of the day, it has to make sense. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just not going to, you know, just accept anything at the same time because, you know, it's a long season. We put our bodies through a lot. But at the same time, um, I definitely want to be on a roster that, you know, can go out there and put ourselves in position and be able to win games and get in the playoffs and contend for a ring. It's not nothing, but it's not everything, the money. It's not going to be getting a lot. I mean, we just saw a lot of guys go through this last year, and some of them were a lot younger, like Saquon Barkley, for example. I, I mean, don't these know. guys can fall off a cliff. There's a lot of data pointing to him falling off a cliff. Yeah, I understand that. But for whatever reason, I look at him as a different player and somebody that completely changes the dynamic of my offense. 
This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.